podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the first Wisden Ashes daily podcast from the Keir Oval. Australia end the day on 61 for one, having bowled England out for 283. I'm Yajron and with me this evening is Joe Harmon. Um, Joe, NASA described the day as clumsy. Lots of drop catches, partnerships never really lasted that long. There were loose shots, there was loose bowling despite there being 11 wickets. What did you make of it? Yeah, it did have that kind of feel to it, didn't it? The sort of end of term, everyone's done their exams... Everyone's kind of been a bit wild and chaotic. They've already got their grades. They've already got their grades. We sort of know how it's all going. Yeah, and that was definitely shown in in, uh, Australia's fielding. Five catches put down, a missed run-out chance. Besto dropped a very tough chance. So you could say six catches go down in a day. Some, um, a a few wild strokes in there from from England. And a a sloppy one, I thought Joe Root's dismissal kind of summed it up as well. That was, for Joe Root, that was very imprecise shot you could see the frustration after he got out uh and that was kind of indicative of a of a very entertaining but kind of sloppily entertaining day's play yeah i thought cummins in particular was his figures weren't great but i thought he bowled really well yeah, because he, did, yeah. he didn't open the bowling hazelwood and stark opened the bowling and i think both of them were quite loose england got off to a good start and it was only when cummins came on that chances started to be created um he offered very little creative pressure and he made some good calls in the field as well Todd Murphy obviously didn't play Old Trafford he twice picked up a wicket with a third ball of a spell when England were kind of in gear seven um so and and also there's like a almost like a defiance to Cummins in the way that he has men out he got so much criticism in the last test match for being too defensive but Mm. he's ignored all that and go like yeah I'm gonna keep keep at it and I actually wonder in the same way that sometimes when England aren't successful this series it's not that the plan's wrong it's just the execution's wrong like with the new ball today Australians weren't very good it wasn't that they're too defensive it's actually they're not bowling to the field they had and that was arguably what happened at Manchester a little bit um on to England's bowling Chris asked what's the rationale for for picking Jimmy Anderson he's had three poor tests in a row and was anonymous in the second innings of the final test match all the way back in New Zealand he doesn't look like he's getting wickets in the new ball Joe Wicketless again today. What do you make of Anderson's performance? Yeah, in terms of the rationale, and we talked about this on, on the podcast we recorded on Monday, you know, you could have gone either way. Josh Tong would have been tempting, Ollie Robinson as well. What I would say is that Anderson's economy rate makes him still makes him an attractive option. He, he kind of really ties things up at one end and allows Wood or Wokes to, to come on and take wickets. But I do, I think it's a good point raised. I think it's almost sacrilegious to think that Anderson shouldn't take the new ball, but he's not taken a wicket in the first 40 overs of an innings in this series. Uh, he's only got one top six batter out. So if Anderson is being picked to fulfill a slightly different role, perhaps he doesn't take the new ball. And we're in a slightly odd scenario where Wokes and Wood looked broad bowled fine. And even Anderson didn't bowl badly, but it just didn't look as threatening. It's a slightly odd scenario where you're almost waiting for Wokes and Wood to come on and then England starts mm-hmm. to look a bit more threatening, by which stage Australia already had kind of 30, 40 on the boards so yeah I, I think I would have given Wokes the new ball today um, he obviously did get the breakthrough in the end getting Warner who like Anderson looks a kind of shadow of his his former self and I think in the case of Warner this might be his last test match mm. yeah I think on Anderson I think it's a fair question to, to ask whether he should be bowling the new ball because he's not really bowling like prime Anderson with a new ball it's almost like watching him in Asia actually because he's not got that 
the way Swinger seems to have left him, he's not really getting the ball to leave the right-hander. Mm. And if you're not really challenging the outside edge, Anderson's not really going to challenge the stumps bowling at the pace mm. he is. So his mode of dismissals is actually massively reduced. Again, would suggest that maybe he doesn't take the new ball. But I, I suppose there is a status aspect, and I, maybe that's what the, the question is getting at. Is he getting given the new ball based on what he's done previously? Mm. That's not really the way that England should go about it, or you think would with Stokes and McCullum, but perhaps mm. it's it's a tricky one. This is James Anderson with all those test wickets behind him. And I think it's fair to say as well, there was a, there was a genuine edge that Mark Wood got off, I think it was Kawaja towards the end of the day, from the Vauxhall end, the same end that Anderson was bowling from. It just seems that there's not as much carry from that end of the ground. You know, Wood's bowling average speed of 90 miles per hour. And if he can't get a, a genuine edge to carry, then Anderson at 81-82, that's not necessarily his fault if the ball's not um, flying through to Bester. And absolutely, whereas the other end, Broad bowled an absolute snorter too. I can't remember the batter now, um, which actually got so much lift, mm. it evaded the edge and, and hit um, on the shirt rather than, yeah. rather than catching the glove. Um, going backwards in time, what do you make of that Harry Brook innings? Uh, he reminds me and reminds everyone so much of Peterson. And when, when he gets going, some of the shots he plays off, the very best Australian bowlers, it's just amazing. That kind of short arm jab for six over oh. mid-wicket, that was just pure Peterson, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he got dropped by Carey, didn't he, on what, four or five at the time? Yeah. This match could look very different if Carey had taken that chance, which he should have done. Carey, incidentally, lots of praise for him at the start of the series. His batting and keeping has, has fallen away a little bit. Um, but then Brooke, you know, just doesn't look back. Some of those shots were... Just awesome to watch. Uh, he's, I think he's averaging mid forties for the series. Hasn't got a hundred yet. Still, it kind of feels like it feels like he's had a bigger series than that. Yeah. I guess because he got them over the line at Headingley, or just about got them over the line at Headingley. Um, he has had that significant impact, and I think overall it's been a really, really good series for him. Still, one more bat to come. Can he get the hundred that's just been missing in so far? Yeah, I guess, I guess there'll be some people listening to this thinking, "Oh, he's he's not got the the, the massive score yet," but Going into this series, as well as he's done in the past, there were still major question marks about whether he could do it against this calibre of attack. Uh, the attacks that he faced over the winter weren't great. The conditions were very different. So for him to have a series this consistent, this early in his career is, is really big for him. And a lot of, you know, high, high class batters haven't had great series or haven't had fantastic series. So what, Smith's averaging 31, Labuschagne uh, 38, I think. Even Root, 44, 45. And he's obviously, he's, he's got the 100. He's played a really good uh, 50 but actually uh, has got some low score as well. It hasn't been a series in which the bat has dominated mm. for any length of time. And, and I think the con Brooks numbers have to be put in those contexts mm. as well. Um, what, what do you make of conditions today? Australia obviously in a decent position having won the toss and decided to bowl first. But this isn't an oval pitch of old. You know, you hear commentators hark back to the, the old days where, you know, anything less than 400 in the first scenes at the ovals is, is a bad score. But for, for a while now, it's not actually been like that here. No, I mean, we work here. We see a lot of county cricket here. Runs, I mean, it's not it's, it's not a graveyard for batters mm. by any means, but it's hard to get big runs. And it's been difficult today trying to work out whether England's total, I mean, it's definitely not a really good one, but is it is it about par? I think it's probably a little bit below par, but, but not massively so. Um, I think Australia have not got away from England. Quite the opposite. What do we have? Five maidens in a row after that kind of wild, chaotic opening session. It was quite a kind of soporific final hour, wasn't it? Um, it felt very much like old test cricket sitting in the press box there with everyone sort of half nodding off, yeah. um, <laughs> trying to work out what they were going to write about the last yeah. hour's play. Not much to say. Um, yeah, I, I think 
I think we're probably heading for another good test match here. I think England have got a total that makes sets us up for an exciting game. Um, and I think Australia will probably go past England, I would expect. But then if England can bat big in their second innings, then they'll still fancy their chances. But having no spinner, Mo and Ali, well, no, we don't know yet, but Mo and Ali not on the field today. Did his hamstring while batting. Sort of <laughs> batted like Jonathan Trott <laughs> and then turned into Gordon Greenwich yeah. uh, after he realised he had an injury and wasn't going to have to play in innings of real kind of of any length. Uh, that could be a big loss. And I think Joe, Ro Joe Root might have to get through some overs. Who knows? Maybe even Ben Stokes, who we saw warming up with his off breaks. Very good off, off breaks as Very well. Very good off breaks. Um, well, well, you, you mentioned it there, but I think it is worth dwelling on what teams do at the Oval this, this summer in particular. Teams in the county championship bowl first. As, as we've got here, there's generally a bit of grass left on the pitch and it tends to do a fair bit on day one and sort of flattens out days two and three. So I think it was a very, very good toss to win in Australia, did enough to make the most of that advantage. But at the same time, I think England will take comfort in how much the ball was moving through the air throughout their innings of the bat. Like Australia was still getting considerable movement in the air, 40, 50 overs in. And as you said, Australia didn't exactly get away from England, even though England weren't 100% on it with the ball. And there's been a pattern almost this series that England have had to work really hard to get those first maybe three Australian wickets. But then Australia don't really get away from England in that period. And then once Head comes in, you know Head's going to take it on. But England also seem to have more and more of a plan of how they're going to get Head out. And yeah. then the lower middle order that started the, season, the, the series pretty well has actually tailed off a little bit as the series... Has, has gone on with the exception of that Marsh 100 at Headingley. So I, I completely agree with you. I think this, this game is, is following a very similar pattern to what we've seen before. And they lengthened the tail with from the last game with Murphy coming in for, mm. for Green as well. It looks like from the weather forecast, it looks like the, the next couple of days are going to be similar-ish as mm. well, I think. Like possibly a bit of rain around on Saturday, but I think there's going to be clouds around for most of it. So mm. I think we can expect, you know, tricky conditions for batting. But if you get your head down, there is a possibility to make runs here. Well, it's set up really well for day two. Cheers, Joe. We'll be back tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.